Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by T-Mobile. At T-Mobile for Business, unconventional thinking means they see things differently so you can focus on what matters most. That's why they've become the leader in 5G, number one in customer satisfaction, and a partner who includes 5G in every plan. So you get it all. Unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for Business. Open Signal awards T-Mobile as America's fastest 5G network. 5G user experience report July 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require a certain plan or feature. See T-Mobile.com for J.D. Power 2020 award information. Visit JDPower.com slash award. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the Coach K farewell tour has officially started. Duke is legit, and Tate Frazier is absolutely shook. Look at that face. Look at him. He's shook. Yes, I'm shook. <laughs> I'm shook. I can't believe it. Who would have thought? Coach K knew something, Titus. We knew the whole time. There's no way he announces this tour unless he knows he has a national title team. And it looked like it in Madison Square Garden. Or did it? Or did Kentucky just look really that, bad? That's, that's the question. That's a great question, question because going into at. the game, uh, yeah. we the, the narrative around Kentucky was that Kentucky kind of sucked based on their what what they were what, what we had seen in their exhibition games, at least. They're, maybe they don't suck. Morris but they College. Were, they weren't a uh, complete team quite yet. Duke wins by eight, and now we're coming out of the Champions Classic saying, is Duke cutting down the nets in April? Because uh, that's how the Champions <laughs> Classic works. Uh, so we're going to talk about the Champions yes. Classic uh, earlier this week. But mostly, we're just going to talk about the whole first, like, what has been three days of the college basketball season? And there's all sorts of insanity yep. that's going on. Arizona State loses last night on a full-court shot, basically, Tate. Um a Chandler Parsons yeah. shot, very similar to what he did to That's NC right. State. That's yeah. right. Uh, uh, the Pac-12 update, uh, we do have a Pac-12 update today because the Pac-12 is all over the place. Oh, yes. There's a lot of narratives being formed out of the gate about the Pac-12, mm. uh, and mm. I have to set them straight. It's a top-heavy league. Yeah. That's what I'm already saying uh, from the jump, top-heavy league. set it straight because a lot of people are saying a lot of things, <laughs> and uh, we are the only podcast that you should listen to when it comes to Pac-12 basketball, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yes. set everyone straight. No, we're yes. experts. I'm going to set everyone straight. Yes. Also... Uh, Tate, I have a special treat for the friends of the program. We have a very early, perhaps the earliest edition in the history of the show of the fraud power rankings. Three days into the season, I can already sniff out who's a fraud oh. and who's not. Um, mm. And we are we are unleashing on, on America <laughs> right out of the gate. We're coming in hot this season. Fraud power rankings three days into the season. I have my top five ready. Uh, I am excited to, to highlight who, who are the biggest <laughs> frauds in college basketball this year. <laughs> I like the frauds on Fridays. It feels like a holiday. Uh, I can't believe college basketball is in our face. We have Villanova playing yep. UCLA tonight. That's going to be a great game that we can sort of preview. But also, it starts at 1130 on the East yep. Coast, which is insanity to me. But I, I'm going to have fun trying to stay up and watch it. So we got a lot of good college basketball conversations. And that is West great. West Coast, Titus West Coast, baby. Who cares what time it starts on the East Coast? It's prime time on the West Coast. That's the only coast that matters. <laughs> uh, there's a ton to talk about. The season is here. We are three days in. And oh, my God. It, the, the, the chaos is already unfolding right before our very eyes. We are excited to talk about it, but first... Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. The timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, a lot to get to. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the Champions Classic first, I think, because, uh, well, it happened first, but more importantly, um, Duke Tate. We have to talk about Duke. We we, we mm. knew we were going to talk about Duke going into the Champions Classic because uh, it is Coach K's final season. 
Uh, it is the Coach K Farewell Tour. We had step one. We saw uh, very little fanfare. I, I felt like ESPN would have talked about it a little more that this is Coach K's final season. They barely mentioned it. They barely <laughs> talked about it at all, really. Um, so going in, we knew we knew that we were going to talk about Duke coming out of the Champions Classic. Now we're here. It's three days removed, two days removed, however long it's been. Um, I think most people have kind of moved on, but we haven't done a show since then. So let's let's quickly get through Champions Classic reactions, which is to say, let's talk about how Duke looks like they could win a national championship and Paolo Banchero is every bit as good as advertised. Well, we have to talk about a lot because you just said his name, Paolo Banchero, and I think it starts right there. That's where the buck starts. You know, it usually stops there, but it's going to start there with this show. And we learned a few years ago after we watched Zion dominate and R.J. Barrett dominate that, you know, when we do a reaction show after the Champions Classic, we would say some crazy things. Like if you and I recorded after Tuesday night, I would be sitting here tight as I would have probably said Keels is, you know, going to win National Player of the Year. Agbaji uh, is National Player of the Year. Ochai Ogbaji. Yeah. I, uh, Trevor yeah, Ogbaji would have been 1B <laughs> on my tier rankings of National Player of the Year. So that's what the Champions Classic does. It gives you irrational reactions. So I think, I think it's good for us that we waited a couple of days. And it's still sticking with me because the entire media landscape prior to Tuesday night called the star of Duke Paolo Banchero, mm-hmm. which is the American way to say the name. Now, he is half American, half Italian. We, we love half Italians here <laughs> on this program. And the Italian way... The Italian way to say his name is Bancaro, and that is, the, that is what he is going with. And Tuesday night, that was revealed to the world. And were you just as a – I was shocked. I, was I yeah. did not know that this was going to be a move, it was, but, but it was a very Duke it was thing a, to happen. It, it, I, I got Trevon Duval flashbacks, uh, yes. Marquise Bolden, <laughs> Bolden, Marquise Bolden. <laughs> and, uh, like, Duke, Duke makes me just rethink how I say everyone's name, and it, and it scrambles my brain. Mm-hmm. And, listen, the, I, we, I've since had people reach out to me, and they're like, no, 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 he's always been Bancaro. It's just everyone's messed this up. Yes. Um, and, and But why didn't you say that prior? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't hear those people saying that two weeks ago. <laughs> right? Like, there's a lot of loud people right now being like, we all know it's Bancaro. And it's like, well, I didn't hear you two weeks ago. Where were you? Because I would have liked to have known that. I felt like an idiot. I'm watching this game, and immediately Dan Shulman's like, and we got Paolo Bancaro. Yeah. And, you know, Jay Billis is, like, all in on it. He's, like, rolling his R's. He's like, Bancaro. You know what I mean? Like, they make it even more. And I'm like, what is happening? And, and Banchero, Bancaro, I mean, that's, that's the primary story. we got to talk about that. But at the end of the game, after, you know, everything goes well for, for Duke, Coach K, I wish we could pull up the shot of Coach K. He, he's in the middle of the court, and he is like, you know how uh, if you saw, like, Kieran Culkin on SNL, he's, like, reaching up, and he's like, give me uppies, you know? He's like, <laughs> you, like pull me. Like, that's what Coach K was doing. He was like, give me more. Like, give me more of an ovation. Give me More. More. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's Adam Driver in Star Wars. More. <laughs> he wanted more of an ovation. And they didn't give it to him, which I was upset about. I thought it was, I thought it was ridiculous. Give the man oh what he wants. Oh, my God. Um, so, C- Coach K, part aside, let's talk about the Duke team uh, uh, specifically. How good is this team? Because I think mm. that's going to be the other subplot. We have the, we have the farewell tour. We knew that the hoopla around Coach K was going to exist throughout this entire season. Every stop along the way, they're going to highlight like how many games – 
Coach K has won on this court and against this coach and all that sort of thing. That's that we, we know that. What I think was a little bit of a question mark coming into the year was how good could Duke actually be? Is this a national title team or is this uh, Paolo is is awesome and and a bunch of he's they got some pieces, but um, they, I I think most people expect them to be better than last year, Tate, but um. Yeah, there, there's a question as to whether they could win a national title or whether like uh, the case for Duke being a national title contender was just simply Coach K magic in his final year. You know, like that seemed to be like what some yeah. people would make the argument about. They're like, I like Duke. And you're like, why? Well, because like it's Coach K's final year. And I think there's going to be some mystique around that. And you're like, well, OK, <laughs> but do they have good players? So, yeah, but beyond that. So the now basketball. that we've seen yeah. them uh, one game, my, my reaction was this. I still sort of uh, this is not me throwing cold water on duke fans or, or whatever you should still be you should be excited about this to paolo's awesome paolo is is going to be awesome mm-hmm. I, I i i felt when i said it like a couple weeks ago or however long ago when i said that uh i felt like by the end of of the non-conference season Paolo there was going to be like a zion like aura around paolo bencaro they got me they got me saying it right already paolo bencaro mm. um I, that came out of my mouth, and I was like, why did I just say that? That's insane that I said that. I feel a little bit better about it after watching one game. I was like, I, it's not going to reach the Zion levels, but it's going to be it's going to be up there. It's going to be like in that that stratosphere of just like everyone's tuning in just to see what this guy's going to do next, whatever. Um, but, Tate, I will say, and, and you'll like what I'm about to say, that I'm not completely sold that Duke has a great team. I think Duke has like – I think Trevor mm. Keels uh, – I, I knew nothing about this guy – he absolutely impressed me. I think he's going to be awesome moving forward. He's he's an absolute tank, and and, and I, I like Duke's front court. Mark Williams and Theo John off the bench is awesome. Like just having a bruiser that comes in and, they and got has Dukes. experience. Yeah, yep. There's there there are parts about Duke that I like. I I'm not completely sold that that a team where Wendell Moore is your third best player is going to win a national championship. And like counting on Jeremy Roach to play mm. 35 to 40 minutes a night is going to win you a national championship. I'm not sold on that after one night of beating a Kentucky team that struggled and their two exhibitions. I'm not sold on that. Right? Yeah. yeah. You're not sold on keel mode? That that's uh that's the uh the new Duke hashtag that they love. Uh Trevor Keels, he's going to go into keels mode and uh and knock people down. I I actually was very impressed with the freshman. I I do think that uh, Paolo Bancaro was uh, a little bit of a, you know, I I think he's getting overblown as the Zion candidate. You know, I think that's maybe a little bit too far. You can't be... You can't be the next Zion. There's only one Zion. But uh, I like to think he's like Carlos Boozer with an in-and-out dribble. Um, that's kind of like the vibes that he's giving me. Um, but Are you insane? Listen, like Boozer, Boozer was good. So, like, that's not – I, I, I don't mean to laugh at Carlos Boozer. No, it's not Boozer, a slight. That's what I'm also, saying. No, exactly. But that was but a slight. I, I think he's Carlos Boozer with a, mo- with, a modern, with a modern flair to his game. Um, but Keels is the one. I mean, Keels is the one that really got my attention – um, he, he has like a, a fire to him, you know, like Duke needed that. They, we, when you said it, like everyone had the hype of coach K, yeah. but we needed some sort of like basis in reality. And now, like when I see kills and I see Paolo, I'm like that one, two punch, yeah. I could see them carrying coach K into March with a lot of momentum. Um, and they have the bigs, they have the bodies, Theo John off the bench. I think that, you know, as far as fouls, they can match up with any team in the country. So they have the pieces, but again, Kentucky is really the, the, it, it might've been a bomb. You know what I mean? Coach Cal told us it was a blip Titus. I'm a little worried about Kentucky. Um, not even from this one game. I, th- I think just like 
Watching Kentucky, it's it's obvious to me that they have a uh, they have a ceiling. They have a very clear ceiling on uh, in terms of yeah. talent. Um, that they they have a lot of guys that, that I I don't know. They have names that we know because as we we talked about it all off season. Like they they dipped into the transfer portal in a way they never have before. Um, but they 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 just don't have like like Kellen Grady is that's the the problem with the transfer portal is this Tate that like you're getting known entities. But you're also not leaving yourself a lot of room for the the the, the growth. You know what I mean? Like that that is that has always mm. been the one thing you could talk yourself into if you're a Kentucky fan. Is every year when you bring in the five stars, you're like, we suck right now, or we're we're shaky right now. But my God, look at the talent, look at the athleticism. Like if we can just pull it together, and if these guys can figure it out, if these guys can become. If, if these kids can become my guys, like, oh my God, just think about, um, and the problem with the transfer portal is like, on the one hand, you, you got a little bit more known entity. You got the, the Oscar Shoeboys and the Kellen Grady's and the uh, severe wheelers. You have those guys that like, you, you know what they are and they've played college basketball before. The bad part is you know what they are and you know that like, this is kind of who they're going to be the entire season. And I think Kentucky's going to, Kentucky's going to make the NCAA tournament. Let's not get crazy. I don't think that the bottom's going to follow yes. out, fall out from the program. Um, they're going to be a good team. I, 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 I struggled to, to, to figure out a reality where I'm going to look up in March and think like Kentucky's got a shot to win a national title with this team. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. If, if we're doing champions, you know, classic kind of tier rankings, I think that Kansas and Duke are on the same tier, right? They're like I think actual is, title contenders. Kansas is like, yeah, Kansas might be the Kansas best team. Might in the be the country. best team. Yeah. I think Can- I think putting Duke on the same tier as Kansas is unfair to Kansas, honestly. But yeah <laughs> okay yeah. i like that I'll, I'll say that for you so you don't have to you, know yeah, you don't that. have to be the one to say it kansas yeah. is clearly the best team of these four to me clearly yeah like baji is yeah and then i think it, yeah he might be the national player of the year not even kidding i mean i know we, we were joking about overreactions but if he plays like that all yeah. season there's no he's undeniable and he's a two-way yeah. player i mean Agbaji starts on the defensive end and and it goes from there and i think that's what's so fascinating about this kansas team it's like Agbaji doesn't have to get his to have an impact he's gonna have an impact in the game right. no matter what and and then you got guys like remy martin who we know who he is he's a guy that can go or, get a bucket he's kyle's guy or do we know who he is dude he didn't even shoot in the first half that's what that, that's what stood out to me yeah. about kansas was 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 as you said two things I, has had moments i mean when he when he first came on the scene yeah, Flashes. when he first came on the yeah. scene at Kansas, he was being uh, he was being redshirted right his first his first year, and then they mm-hmm. they pulled the redshirt in January, and he just starts playing. It was like, who the hell is this kid? And he was an athletic freak and was a great defender, but uh, yep. and he would show flashes. And I, I feel like he had a few offensive games where he just like went nuts, but he never really like fully. That's been his story his whole career. Is it's like we need you to put this together more. Um, so I don't want to get I don't want to get too crazy because it's been one game, and we've seen individual games from Agbaji before where you're like this guy is nuts yeah. uh but that stood out to me number one as you said Agbaji a guy that like that 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 his his bread and butter is defense and he's he has 29 points and the way he goes about it is like just so methodical and and so smooth and easy and it looked like Michigan State wasn't even trying to guard him uh and then meanwhile Remy Martin a guy who like my interpretation of Remy Martin is just like, he's, he's out. He has no idea what the score is at any point in time. He's just trying to get his like 20 to 25 points. He's a gunner. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what he doesn't even shoot in the first half tape, zero shot attempts. And he has 15 (laughs) in the second half and he plays well. And like, I don't know. Is Bill self getting through to Remy Martin? 
I was going to say, I think Bill Self was like, hey, Remy, show me that you, you don't have to score to have an impact on this game. And then in the second half, he was like, all right, you got the green light again. And Remy goes and gets his 15. But regardless, they don't have to rely on Remy. Like McCormick is great. I think Bobby Pettiford, this freshman that they brought in, he's like a, a very solid, true, traditional point guard that they can rely on. And he's going to grow and get better by the time we get to January, February. So like the pieces that Kansas has, it looks like title yeah. pieces. And Bill Self looks very comfortable. Um, we joked about Izzo and him having that moment, you know, after the game where they're both like kind of, you know, yucking it up with each other. We saw that. Like, Izzo's like, this is a learning experience. You know, Self's like, thanks for getting my boys to play a real, you know, a real right. game and, you know, getting them locked in. You know what I mean? So, for as far as that game, I feel like both sides kind of yeah, won, you know, I, which is, is hard I, to say. I think Michigan State wanted to win the game, though. Because I, I, I was thinking about that going in. I Like, both yeah. of these, Self and, and Izzo are both coaches historically who would love to lose an early game. So then that way they can just MF their teams in practice and say, I told you guys yes. you're not that good, all that. I think Michigan State is in a position <laughs> where they need to think they're good. Like, these players, they need confidence. They need yeah. some confidence. Tom yeah. Izzo has told them all offseason they suck, and like they know they suck. <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> then Kansas, Kansas proved, it. proved it. And I feel like Michigan State's going back and licking their wounds, and they're like, do we suck? And it's like, you might suck. You might suck. Like like Michigan State, I I, I, I Michigan, the, the, here's how I know Michigan State is a blue blood in, in basketball sense, is because um, I look at Gabe Brown, Malik Hall, Marcus Bingham, um, really mm-hmm. those three guys. They yeah. are not that good, Tate. They're not good basketball players per se. I, I, I don't. But like, they, they wear a Michigan State jersey. I want to talk myself into Gabe Brown every single time I watch him play. I'm like Gabe Brown, and Same. it's because he's wearing a Michigan State jersey. This is the year. Yeah, he takes the lead. Yes. Yeah. But if Michigan, if if Gabe Brown was on a MAC team, <laughs> would he stand out to you at all? If Gabe Brown played for Bowling no, Green, if he was on Tulane. Yeah, if, if Gabe Brown yeah. played for Bowling Green and they were playing at Michigan State in the season opener or something, would would you notice Gabe Brown at all? Would would he be like lighting it up for? No, I don't think he would. <laughs> and that's no. that's my concern with Michigan yeah. State. So, um, I don't know. Hogard was great. AJ Hogard off the bench, he was awesome for 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 them, and they're gonna be fine. They're gonna make the tournament, but. Uh, you know, I exactly. mean, like, it's it's just, there's there's really, I, I don't know. There's nothing to be excited about if you're a Michigan State fan, I don't think, unfortunately. Also, by the way. Yeah, you kind of leave that game, and you're happy to be there. Yeah. By the way, did you see Foster Lawyer had 27 in his first game at Davidson? <laughs> <laughs> I did not, but that's awesome. I love to see that. The new Steph Curry, Foster Lawyer. Foster Lawyer went nuts. <laughs> he should have played more. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's not, what all the fit. That'd be like Andrew Playtech going to yeah to to Wofford and dropping thirty yeah. points. And I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Oh man. What what else for the Champions Classic? You're anything else? I mean, we can, there's there's really no point. That, that's the trap we fall into every year. Is like pretending I, like I, this I, this is this yeah. is going to. Uh, I, I I think the the non overreactions. The, the 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 everyone cool your jets and let's really think about this for a second. The non overreactions to me are I, I think Kansas is very much a national title favorite, um, and I think Paolo yep. Bancaro is uh, awesome. I think he's <laughs> it is it goes by yeah. Paolo Bancaro. I, I think that 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 is a big takeaway. I also want to point out that uh, on our last show, our last preview. You, you, you know, we like to point out my scoops. You say you're not a scooper, but you scooped this. You said Jay Billis would get the exclusive I coach. That Jay Billis would he get got the to scoop. sit down. You I scooped, scooped the it. scooper. You got the. 
you scooped the scooper. And uh, so we have to point that. I think that's my final note is that Jay Billis did as, you know, you predicted and you expected. And he he's really drinking the Kool-Aid. Like, I mean, I love Jay Billis. I think he's a capital J. I mean, you can't spell journalist without Jay. Um, but my goodness, he, he is loving the Coach K farewell tour. And he's he put a out his uh, he put out it. his list of the best logos in college basketball. Dude, number one. <laughs> Number one, he said it's iconic. He was like the basketball in between. I didn't even I forgot Jay, about like the logo with the basketball in it. That's how forgettable it is. And to yes, Jay's credit, one. he's been he's been pretty good. Uh, it, at least this is my opinion on him. Uh, he's been pretty good throughout his career of not being super biased towards. Duke. Oh, that's been he he's been yeah. anti Duke usually. Like t- traditionally, he has yeah. always been like he wants to go further to get away I, from that. But now that's he's what I mean. I, th- I think like Coach K is calling in the favors now, and he's he's just like pushing every single button. He's like, Jay, now, now, all of it. Now, we need it all. Now. Empty the chamber, Jay. Go, 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 go. (laughs) More Jeezy Uh, tweets. More. Here's my question to you. Is that Coach K's last sit-down interview he does with Jay Billis this season? Or are we getting another one at the start of conference play where Jay's like, I sat down with the man who is the focal Mm. point of college basketball, and here's what he told me. And it's just like the exact same questions of the first one. (laughs) I, I think he sits down before the Carolina game at Cameron, that's right? right. That, yeah. That's the game. And I think I think he does 94 feet with him. And I think he even walks, like, out of the tunnel with Kay. You know what I mean? And he does one of those things where, like, Kay's like, this this is it. And he's like, I'm actually jealous, Jang. I'm jealous that you got to run out of this tunnel as a Dude. player. I never got to run out as Dude, a player. Tate, here's what I do for you. You do 94 feet with Kay and Shire. Do it like uh, the, the Adrian Brody succession scene where you, you start just – you, you want to do 94 feet with Kay – and you just keep walking. <laughs> you, you just walk. You, you do like ninety four thousand miles with K. We're just yeah. walking all over campus. And, and K won't. Ask, he won't ask yeah. for water. I'm like, this is the shortcut, but sometimes it yeah. takes longer. And you just keep walking. And K's like hunched over. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call my shot with with Billis again. I'm gonna say before Duke plays Syracuse, the first did they play twice this year. Once I didn't. I don't look at the schedule. I don't know. I think they play twice. I think they play twice. They, they, yeah. they probably play, they play twice. twice. Uh, before their their first uh, matchup, he's gonna sit down with Bayheim and K and get a. Uh, 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 mm. exclusive, exclusive with the two of them and they're laughing and chumming it up and meanwhile Bayheim's like got his calculator out doing the math to figure out how what he has to average how many wins he has to average and for how many seasons to pass K and and, and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. um all right moving on that that's it I that's like the it. champions classic do, do you is, do you have any other takeaways that's it you're, you're you're good to put a bow on that I mean, those are those are the big takeaways. I mean, Bancaro, we, we're going to talk about Bancaro a whole lot. And I and I really want to find ground zero as to who knew his name was going to be Bancaro and why they didn't tell anybody. But I mean, because because Gavoni, all these draft guys, Titus, you're, you're Vassini, all these draft guys have been calling him Banchero, right? Gavon- like, I'm not I'm not crazy. Every every single person called him Banchero until well, to be Tuesday fair, Gavoni, Gav- and now and, and now no one's Gavoni and Vassini are both two dudes that that also get their name just they're all over the place with like how you pronounce their names as well. So I think, and, and, yeah, and they so just kind of not along. Yeah. Like I've called Sam, I, I, I've used, I've said his last name 12 different times to his face and he's just like, yep. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's it. You killed it. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Keep that one. What yep. about Z- Zion? Uh, is it Zion or Zion? 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 I don't know. There, there is something about Duke though. You're absolutely right. Like these, these guys get to Duke and, and they, um, Trayvon Duval, Duval mm. is the worst. Well, Trayvon, I'm sorry. I, I Trayvon think it's Duval like a, is, is the all-time worst. 
Duval. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think it, it comes from like when Michael, you know, came to North Carolina, he was Mike, and then they went by Michael. So I think it's like this is Coach K's way for the Duke guys. He's like, you got to change your name a little bit to, to rebrand yourself. On the one so hand, we'll it's their name. And if that's how they say their name, like we have to say, you know, like you have to of respect course. how they, however they pronounce it and, and whatever. On the other hand, do you think there is a, like Tra- Tra- Travon Duval was, was, Man, that was that was pushing the limit to me because I was like, "You're, you're, th- this is this is performance art. What you're doing, you're just like seeing if, if yeah. we will go to the. We've seen how 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 far yes. you can get away with. And this. I wonder yeah. if there's going to be a player that goes to Duke where he's like, I say it, it. His name's like Mike Smith, and he's like, you can call me MK Smythe, and I'm just like, no, dude, not doing it. <laughs> Simply not doing it. You're Mike. <laughs> cannot, I will not participate. Do it. I, I, look, I'll, I'll be unbiased here. I mean, Reggie Bullock, when Reggie Bullock came to Carolina and he told us that his name was Reggie Bullock, I mean, everyone was like, we know a lot of Bullocks and not one of them goes by Bullock, but well, I, sure. You know what I mean? If that's, I'm just that's so fascinated move. by guys that just like allow this to have like, cause I, the, the, didn't Travis Kelsey say something too, where he's like, my name is Kels, but everyone said Kelsey and I just rolled with it. And, yeah, he he said it was different. Yeah, he yeah yeah Kelk or yeah <laughs> something then, like that. Yeah, exactly. And then he was like he was like everyone liked Kelsey. So whatever. Stephen Colbert pronounces like, his what? brother pronounces it Colbert, and he pronounces it as Colbert. That's a that's a true. That, yeah. I remember he had his brother on a show one time, and his brother is Colbert, and he's Colbert. I'm <laughs> no, because well, because we always thought like I don't know about you, but I always thought like the caricature right was Colbert. And that was like, you know, and then like he obviously was Stephen Colbert, but like the character was Stephen Colbert. But then like Stephen Colbert is so lost in the bit that like he is. And then he took Stephen over at Colbert, CBS and I was like, oh, so it's going to be Stephen Colbert now. Colbert now. And he was like, no, yes, it's still Colbert. Yes. Uh, all right. We're, we're getting too far into the ways. Let's move on. Let's uh, do, do you do you have any other games you want to talk about or should we dive into the Pac-12 update? Because I feel like the Pac-12 is sort of. Let's go to the Pac-12. Okay. All right, yeah. so because th- there's a lot to get to with the Pac-12 update. As a reminder, we are the only West Coast National College Basketball podcast. I don't know if that's true, but uh, we, we, are, we are the only podcast that uh, uh, really has a segment devoted to West Coast basketball. And, uh, man, it paid off in spades last year when, when the Pac-12 was the, the Tate. The premier, premier conference. conference in the NCAA tournament. How quickly everybody forgets. I'm seeing just like all sorts of slander being thrown out there already. Um, the Pac-12, in case mm. you missed it, has lost three already uh, by games is what they're called, Tate, where you 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 pay a smaller school to come get their ass kicked. Um, but then sometimes it backfires and you pay the school to come kick your ass. The Pac-12 has already had three such yep. occasions. Uh, UC San Diego won at Cal. Northern Illinois uh, beat Washington at Washington. And then just last night, uh, yep. UC Riverside hits a three-quarter court shot, a Chandler Parsons-type shot, as you said, <laughs> to beat Arizona State at the buzzer. Um, and that's the, and, and from those three, which, by the way, Arizona State, Cal, and Washington, if you're someone coming into the season thinking that they were going to do anything of note, you're an idiot. So like, let's, let's get, let's get ahead of that. Like these three do not represent the conference as a whole. So please get that out of my face. Um, but everyone wants to take those three bullet points, Tate. And now all of a sudden build this narrative that the PAC 12 is a joke again. And I just want to stop and remind everybody that the UCLA Bruins, your number two team in the country, uh, are, are, yes, Look, look great. great. Look fantastic. They play tonight. They play Villanova tonight. We'll know more tonight. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that game in a little bit, do a little preview. Um, 
But uh, UCLA is ranked number two in the country. Meanwhile, Gonzaga is ranked number one in the country. Uh, famous Pac-12 team, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Number Top two teams in the country. Top the two teams in the country in the Pac-12. Um, and as you said, take Villanova, UCLA tonight. I, I love this. I absolutely love this because people on the East Coast have their panties in a bunch about this. Villanova, UCLA tips off at 1130 Eastern tonight. Gonzaga, Texas is tomorrow, Saturday night. It tips off at 1030 Eastern. I love that the, the the West Coast has gotten to a point where they call the shots. We, I, I should say, we call the shots, Tate. We don't care about the East Coast. Yes. We don't care. Okay, mm-hmm. you're not going to stay. You don't no, want to stay up tonight to watch Villanova UCLA. That's your <laughs> loss. I don't care. You don't get to enjoy good basketball. Yeah, this is for yeah, this is for the, the West Coast. This is, I mean, and it, it's also like Pac-12 after dark. That's always been a thing. So the fact that like UCLA now can own that on the East Coast. Pac-12 yep. after so dark. Uh, Pac-12 is 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 very very healthy. We should mention that USC beat Cal State Northridge by forty. The USC Trojans, an Elite Eight team, that uh that that does not they look they, good. They too. look good too. They're probably going to beat UCLA twice this year, and and that that's just seems to be how it goes. Um, yeah. Boogie Ellis is the USC point guard, by the way, a name that, that people might be familiar with. The guy who committed Memphis. Yeah, he, he, is he a Duke defector? Does he count? He was committed to Duke. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is. Yeah. And then he left for Memphis and now he's defected from Memphis all the way yeah, to USC. There you go. Quite a climb. Uh, so USC looks good, but nobody wants to talk about that. Um, what else do we have? Chicago State. Won its first game in almost two years. They're in the whack, Tate. That counts. That's a that's West Coast basketball. Mm. Literally Western Athletic Conference. So uh <laughs> <laughs> chalk it up. Chalk it up to another win for the West Coast. Chicago State wins its first game in two years. Um what else do we have? Uh the Grand Canyon student section was absolutely bananas. Are we gonna talk about that? <laughs> yes. This is a uh, yeah. Someone reached out to us uh, and said, you know, we got to put on our hard hats, our journalist hats. We have to get down to Grand Canyon. Even Harry, against all odds, is Harry uh, reached out to me. He saw the video uh, of the student section. He said, I have to go to one of these games with all exclamation points. I feel like Harry's a great guinea pig. I think Harry also could like you know infiltrate, find the source, and uh, and give us a full story about what's really going on. He also probably could masquerade as a student uh, at Grand Canyon, so that's something that we could probably lean into. But they're going crazy, Titus. And the, the Bryce Drew era is an era. You know what I mean? Like Jerry Colangelo, as we've talked about, I mean, we're, we're joking, but we're not really joking. Like they have like a basketball conglomerate of the most powerful players that are behind the scenes at Grand Canyon. And they're building something. We don't know what it is, yeah. but it's like wild, wild country. I want to go have find, to find out. out. Yeah. It, does Harry, where does Harry live mm-hmm. now? Is he Vegas or is he in Arizona? He's in Phoenix. Phoenix. Oh, he's got to go Phoonies. to him. Yeah. Yeah. He's right he, there. We got to go. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's do that. Let's make that mm-hmm. trip. I think we should let's all make go. that trip. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Jim also has to go, yeah. of course. So, well, yeah, let's do it. J- Jim's going to do some research with the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. R&D <laughs> department for Titus and Tay. Get in there. Figure out what's going on. Um, what else? I, I, I guess like I, I don't know what else we need to hit with the uh, with the bullet points. Just but but just Grant. Well, just I just want to do general discussion that the Pac-12. As a reminder, yes, three of the Elite Eight teams in the NCAA tournament last year were Pac-12 teams, uh, and that that's not that does not even include Gonzaga. It was Air, uh, uh, USC, Oregon State, UCLA were were in the the Elite Eight. Gonzaga was in the Elite Eight, as we notate. The West Coast is the best coast. Uh, the, the top two teams in the country are, are West Coast teams. I saw Ken Palm uh, has UCLA ranked seventh out of the gate, Tate, which um, I don't know if that's something to monitor or something we're going to have to keep an eye on. But that's a little, that seems a little sus because yeah. 
That's a Especially, little worrying. Doesn't Kim yeah. Palm live in Utah? He should get it. He should understand West Coast basketball here. I don't. I don't love. I don't love this algorithm. We got to tweak the algorithm a little bit. But uh. <laughs> I think he's trying to like you know save our hearts from from jumping too deep into the pool with UCLA. You know what I mean? He's trying to give us like a little bit of a reservation. Yeah. But at the same time, at large, I think the the large scale conversation was the Pac-12 was trying to get their schools to you know schedule games and win seventy five percent of their non conference games. There's there's been this huge push to get them to kind of bulk up and help their non-conference you know resumes as we get closer to march but like you said we got three elite eight teams the meme the meme of the people saying that the pac-12 sucks you know what i mean it has outlasted the the reality right. of the situation right it was always fun to make fun of the pac-12 and say the pac-12 is terrible but that's not the case anymore but we're still using the same jokes and it's like find new material you know move on like get over it the pac-12 is here the pac-12 is here to stay yes you see river Side was thinking about get, getting rid of their athletic program not too long ago. <laughs> but, we know but that. I, I, we know in that. all honesty, I, I, th- this is honest to God. Uh, th- this is this is how I feel about this. That this is this is bullshit. That uh, the no, the I, Pac-12, I agree with you. It sounds like I'm being. Talking. I know. Every time we talk about the Pac-12, it comes across as sarcasm. <laughs> the the Pac-12. So you, so the Pac-12 loses three games that they that the conference that, that looked terrible for the conference. Um, and and that becomes a sticky point. Yes. And it's, it's LOL Pac-12. The ACC literally lost three bye games too. They the, the Virginia loses to to Navy, um, uh, Miami, Ohio beats Georgia Tech. Who was the third one, Tate? That I that I'm forgetting. Um, um, Pittsburgh. Pitt, Pitt loses to the Citadel at home. Gets blown out by the Citadel at home. Um, the, I I mean yeah. it's and has a transfer right after the game. One, right. one of their stars Someone transfers transfer. literally but right th- after the this game. This isn't uh you know this yeah. isn't like. It's not like nobody's talking about those three. I don't mean to suggest that like everyone's trying to not talk about the ACC, but you're not you're not really hearing people say like the ACC is an absolute joke of a conference based on based on three of their like I get Virgin, like that that's more damning than anything. Like Virginia losing at home is more damning than than Arizona State losing on a full court shot, you know? Because Virginia got their asses handed to them yeah. by Navy. Virginia didn't score for like ten minutes, the final ten minutes of that game. Um, I don't know. And then, meanwhile, the big Virginia also is. Yeah, Virginia is also a premier program and ranked in the top twenty-five. So I mean, it is much bigger of a storyline. But like you said, we're we're too lost in the joke. Yes. Like the joke is out there that the Pac-12. It's funny when the Pac-12 is, is struggling and and we all got to get these jokes off and make fun of them. And nobody wants to make fun of Virginia or like talk bad about Capel because he's Coach K's boy or like you know point out Josh Pastner because we love Josh Pastner and he's he's got the face mask. You know what I mean? So it's like the ACC is yes. kind of like the three teams that lost. They all kind of got like, well, you know, well, they got like lucky when the ACC they, they are, the, they fall into the good. This PR. is the problem when yeah. the ACC loses, when the ACC teams lose, it's LOL those teams, you know, it's like, it's just a poor reflection mm-hmm. on those individual teams or the, those programs at that moment in time when any of the PAC 12 teams lose, like everyone has to wear it. And then the, the reason, the reason yes. I, I'm, I'm already preemptively mad about this uh, is because I, I already know what's going to happen come conference play where UCLA is going to lose at Washington state say, and instead of the narrative being like, wow, Washington state, pretty good team, huge win program win. Yep. They're on the rise. The money ball, yep. the money ball is working. And Pullman, oh my God, it's going to be like, oh, I knew UCLA was a fraud. Get him out of my face that they they lose to Washington State. How do you lose to Washington State or, or insert Pac-12 team here? UCLA will lose it to, to Colorado or Utah because it's a mountain trip and the altitude yeah. messes with your brain. 
changes yeah, everything. They'll, they'll drop one yeah. of those, and then it'll be like, see, I can't take UCLA seriously as a as a national title contender because they lost one of these games. When that doesn't happen in any other conference, and I'm I, I'll, I'll 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 stop attacking the ACC. I'll I'll point the finger at the Big Ten as well. For God's sakes, uh, 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 Nebraska loses to Western Illinois at home. Ohio State needed a miracle against Akron to 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 pull that out. Tate. Indiana didn't play well against Eastern Michigan. Buffalo hung around Michigan. Michigan ultimately like pulled away from. But I don't know. Anyway, it's it's like the 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 narratives about the conferences. It's 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 not fair. It's BS. Get it out of my face. The Pac-12 is legit, and uh, and we know that on this program. So there you go. I I I think that like we've come full circle because I think at one time you know there may have been a time where you know UCLA does lose to Washington State and if I'm not you know fully immersed into the Pac-12 culture like I am now being a West Coast basketball guy I wouldn't have got it I, I would have done what you just said I would have been the dunce I would have been like how do you lose to Washington State you know what I mean you guys get out of my face but now that I know what the Pac-12 is I know the talent that's there I mean we haven't even talked about Oregon Oregon's a sleeper. Oregon's, Oregon's going to win the Maui Invitational. With the, with they're going to win the Maui Invitational. They're yes. going to win. Yeah, I like that. I they like that. They are. So they're they're a Maui bump. They're a Maui bump. So if that happens, that what the Pac-12 needs is like this second week, like a, a good push, right? You need UCLA, even if the, it, it, they need to either beat Villanova or they need to be in the game and it be a good game and it gets people people revved up. And then Oregon needs to win the you know the Maui Invitational and they need just like a good push into yeah. Christmas. And then once we get into conference play, you hope you have some teams like an Arizona that steps up and has a good year with Tommy Lloyd. I think Arizona's like going to be okay too. I think I think Arizona. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. There's your Pac-12 update. I like it. I like that we're fired up about the Pac-12. I mean, there was a time when this was a punishment, right? I mean, we, we started the Pac-12 update as a punishment, and now it's a reward. I'm attacking everybody for disrespecting the Pac-12. Yeah, no, it's literally, literally how yelling this at ourselves. Started. We're, like literally looking, we're looking in the mirror yelling at ourselves. <laughs> this is the, the Pac-12 update oh, is the, the most obvious example of projection that has ever existed. <laughs> the am just like... <laughs> How dare you, East Coasters? Yes. How dare you not respect it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, d- d- have we spent enough time talking about Arizona State losing it at the buzzer on a full-court shot? Because that that is – I mean, if you could pick one Pac-12 program to lose in such a manner and and like and it'd be the funniest thing you've ever seen, Arizona State has to be number one on that list, right? Like, I can't – I don't. I can't imagine a, a, a pro like you. You. I, I. I saw the clip and I just thought, thought to myself, "This is so perfectly Bobby Hurley at Arizona State," um, because it's. I, I also saw people like. <laughs> I also saw people like getting on Bagley for going for the steal, and then Bagley's in the post game press conference, like, like his quote was, "This is the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life." Or the biggest mistake in my career was like going for that steal, and then people were like you can't go for the steal there. Are you you got He said yeah, that, and, and I saw like like the galaxy brains on Twitter were like you got to you got to you got to play good defense. Don't go for the steal. Get a hand up on the shoot. The guy was seventy feet away. <laughs> the guy hit a seventy footer at the buzzer, and you're like you got to close out better. You got to you got to chop. You got to chop and get your get high hands, hand down, man down <laughs> from seventy feet away. <laughs> I, I I I saw people ripping him for going for the steal, but I I assumed it was like you know kind of just the literally the definition of captain hindsight like if he gets the steal then obviously game over yes. like there's, there's, you know it's and he's like a, he's literally a, 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 a inch away 
You know what I mean? This is the the Al Pacino game of inches speech. But I mean, he was an inch away from making the play. And the shot is a ridiculous shot. But also, I mean, the only thing that would have been funnier than Arizona State, it would have been Sean Miller at Arizona, right? I mean, so it would have been like, it still would have been an Arizona school. But if, but if it was like against Arizona to start this season and Sean Miller was coaching at Arizona and this happened, I would have been like that. That's like almost poetic. Bobby Hurley, I, I like Bobby Hurley. I like the Hurleys. I I, I want the Hurleys to win and be successful, but like, it's not going to be a good year for the Hurley brothers. The Hurley brothers are trending towards the Miller brothers. You know what I mean? They're on the same track where they both they both could be starting a podcast very soon. So, um, you know where my mind went, Tate, when when that shot goes down, as it does with when anything bad happens in Arizona State basketball. Uh, to our our old ringer buddy Zach Schwartz, who did didn't we have yeah. on the show? Last, uh, when do we, we we had him on because like Lou Dort went nuts in the bubble, right? Josh Christopher, Marcus Bagley. We had a lot of five stars and we had a lot of promise. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure the last time that we heard from Zach Schwartz on the show, he promised us a Pac 12 championship. We are still waiting for the trophy, <laughs> but Zach, it's great to have you back on oh. the show. Boys, boys, I appreciate you having me. I just want to say and declare now, I'm an Arkansas guy. You know, we go way <laughs> back, I'm all aboard the must bus now. No, it hurts, fellas. It fucking hurts. Normally, I have to wait till January before Bobby puts the knife in my back. And I'm glad we could get this shit started early, you know? Um, I, I told Titus this. I smoked a million cigarettes last night and just wandered around thinking about the, the one true goat, mm. Herb Sendek. And, uh, yes. you know, I miss that man. A true leader of men. What a... What 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 are the overall vibe? I mean, obviously, it sounds like you're not a, a Bobby Hurley guy, but like, what is what is the you, you te- Zach? You texted me like three days ago and were like optimistic about Arizona State basketball this season. Not not only did I text you, I texted I have a coworker who's a Duke fan, and I said that Bobby is the like one true he should take over for K. That's the guy. Like, kind of joking, but like really trying to speak it into existence that we're going to have a hot year. And to watch the fucking (laughs) caravan just roll on itself (laughs) two games into the year really hurts. I like Bobby. And I, I, when I was at ASU, I never got to see us like recruit to that level. You know, I worked for the basketball team for four years. We never landed anyone above like a high three and a half star guy under Sendak. Bobby comes in, you get Dort, Josh Christopher, Bagley, all these exciting guys. But the problem is that like he has the other issue where like Herb was really good at X's and O's. Bobby's not. And it, it worked for a while because the like non-conference guys couldn't figure it out. And the conference guys did. And now it seems everyone knows the book on Bobby. And it's not good. <laughs> Even UC Riverside. <laughs> Even UC Riverside, yeah. who almost got rid of their athletic department, got the book on Bobby. Where, where does this rank in terms of... Uh... Tate, we, Tate, we will not disparage the fine institution that is UC Riverside, all right? They, that is... That is the Duke University of Riverside, all right? Like, they, yes. they're, they, they're going to have a hot year. No. Where, Kawhi's hometown. Yeah. Zach, where, where does this rank? Where On the despair rankings of Arizona, where are you at? Not even this one uh, game, but just as a, as, as a program, the, the program momentum, where you sit right now. Give us a, a 1 to 10 despair uh, for Arizona State basketball. After losing I, on a full court oh, shot to, to a team that shouldn't even exist, a state so, point. Of that. <laughs> uh, like ten would be being like number three in the country, and then losing to every conference team, no matter how bad they're. That's probably a ten, like the, of devastation. 
this is like an eight and a half at nine. Like we never even got out of the fucking gates. <laughs> and now I like, like, what do I even have to look forward to? I, I bought so much Luther Muhammad stock, Titus. That was I'm a fucking mistake. broke that now. Was a I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Can we start a GoFundMe to help get rid of some of the stock? Bro, I don't get it. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> we're asking you. Well, there, there was a... Yeah, we're asking you, Zach. <laughs> and Zach, we have to ask because on this show, uh, he, he was known as Mr. De- Mr. December. We called him this. Uh, we gave him the belt every single year. He got our hopes up. You would come clamoring to us by January saying, put, us, put me on the show. Let me yell about Arizona State. But now we're done in November. So wh- what do we do with Mr. December? Who do we give this to? You know, t- uh, Tate, I'm just glad. I, I, now I have all this time for the rest of my year that I don't need to be bothering you guys. You know, we're getting this out of the way early. I'm getting the appearance in now. I don't know, man. I don't know how this happened. I, I had the epiphany with Herm this year that my life as an ASU fan is always going to constantly swing. And it's the same with basketball between a very good recruiting coach and then a very bad recruiting coach that's really good at X's and O's. And that's going to happen just in perpetuity until I fucking die. All right? Like, it's never going to get better. Zach, do you think that ASU being a great party school actually works against you? That, like, I, I, the, the thought might be yes. that you could get all the recruits yeah. and, and you guys don't actually have to go to class and you can just party and, and, and all that. And you could, like, get good players in but then once they're there you lose them they're lost they're they, they don't practice they don't yeah. you know like are they too distracted is that the problem zach are they too distracted for sure i mean who can blame them all right i was too distracted when i was there and i never had to play in games i was just sitting on the bench hung over looking at these guys knowing they're hung over and now they have to go guard zach levine or any of these dudes that came through the pack 12 it's bad I don't think it's ever going to get better. I wish Bobby <laughs> the bad. best. It's bad. I don't think it's ever going to get better. That's the that's the that's the takeaway from from Arizona State basketball. Boys, One game I, into the two games just... into the season, whatever it is. <laughs> it's bad. I don't think it's ever going to get better. Or or let... Arizona State. <laughs> let me tell you something, fellas. I bought tickets to watch ASU play USC. Then I watched them lose, or they were losing twenty eight to zero at halftime to Washington State, and I just canceled my flight. <laughs> Similarly, I had tickets to go see Bobby and the boys play Baylor University at the end of November. And I I very quickly emptied that shopping cart last last night. Well, you know... So that's not going to go. Actually, honestly, that's the game he wins. I was going to say, that's, they're like, going to win that game. And you're going to get pulled back in. You're going to text us like, can I come on the show again to talk about how great we are? Oh, yeah. my God. We're back. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit you guys up and ask if I can come, if I can do the uh, do the pod while I get a Bobby where, Hurley tattoo on my back. Uh, my last question, Zach, where, where does, where does yeah. the Pac-12 um, in general, like, you know, the SEC is famous for being the conference that, like, rallies around each other. And, you know, Vanderbilt fans are chanting SEC as Bam is lifting a, a national title um, in football and all that. Yep. They, they come together. They love their conference. Where do you feel, uh, as an Arizona State fan with Pac-12 pride, the, the idea of, like, UCLA winning a national title this year, are you for that? Or are you like, I hate those guys, screw them, and, and I don't want to cheer for any teams in the Pac-12? Uh, as long as it's not Arizona, okay. we're good. This is UCLA's conference. I know Arizona's not going to do shit. Like, even if they have a good year, they're still not winning a title. It's, I'm fine. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Woo, Zach, that's a bold thing to say. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say this right now. I promise you that's not happening. All right? All right. If it goes wrong, you're gonna, they're going to just... AC fans are just going to nail me to the A at the top of A Mountain. And I'm going to fucking yes. be a sacrifice to that. 
Uh, I, I'm very, I'm very excited for UCLA. I live, I just moved up further into Brentwood, and I'm right near the. Oh, okay. I'm like pretty close to the campus, so like, hey, let's You're, party, you know. <laughs> I, I'm 30. I got no shame. I'll wander through that campus with the beer in my hand, celebrating that national title. Oh my so. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, you know what? Fuck like a it. true Ares. Which one of you guys wants me to root for your team this year? That's my yeah. question. I got some Oof. availability mm. now. Uh, stay yeah, with I don't, I don't. I feel like Arkansas. I don't need your, your, your bad mojo uh, on the Ohio State bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't need Herb Sendek juice rubbing off on us. Uh, <laughs> Titus, next time we go golf, I'm going to roll up with an Ohio State <laughs> yeah, golf bag just to fucking. <laughs> we don't need that. You can, you stay over there, Zach. Yeah. Stay over there. Um, right, fair enough. Oh, well, uh, can... the, the other thing I was thinking, I was watching that Arizona State game. Like, Remy Martin, did, did, he didn't even play. Is he is he in the doghouse with their, he's a, with their uh, uh, Bobby Hurley? What, what happened? Why did why did he, 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 <laughs> Remy transfer? Oh, he Kansas? did. Oh, uh. yeah. I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. That's another team I get to root for. That's gonna. Oh, be you good. you actually like Remy? Uh, you like Remy on Kansas? I thought you were. He was. He's not. It's similar to Russell Westbrook, where I like to root from him afar. Now that Russell Westbrook's a Laker, it's a hell of a lot less fun. But Remy being someone else's <laughs> oh. kind of problem down the stretch, where he's you know throwing a three pointer and it just hits the backboard, goes flying the other direction. Someone else's problem. All right. But I will root for him. I wish him the best. I mean, there's a really good story from when he was at Sierra Canyon that I. I would love to tell someday, but um, yeah. I shouldn't. All fair. Uh, yeah. So uh, he's a legend, and I wish him the best. Really, uh, you know what? It's it's Luther Muhammad season now, though. <laughs> Get we, out of we here. Pivoted. Let's cut cut yeah. his feed. It's over. <laughs> we got this is this is far too much Arizona. We love the Pac-12. The whole point of having you on it. We do the Pac-12 update. Uh, we love talking about the Pac-12. This is too far into the Pac-12 weeds. You're you're I making know. the case I'm of Arizona stuck. State basketball. <laughs> By pointing to Luther yeah. Muhammad as your guy, that's it's, we, we've gone too far, Zach. We've gone too far. Uh, what did I, do? I want to ask you is: Are you guys going to the game tonight, the UCLA uh, game? I'm not. I was going to, and then uh, okay. USA Mexico is tonight as well, and I want to oh, watch both yeah. of those. So I'm gonna just that's sit gonna be awesome. Nice. All right. Yeah, flip the channel. Yeah, all right, boys. Anyway, be well. Go Sun Devils, and uh, we'll see who gets fired first, Bobby <laughs> or Herm. Hey, Zach, Zach, Zach one yeah. last thing. Did you see the Did you see the hoop schemes on uh, on your program on Hedick Smith? Did you watch this? No, no, but I so I've known that story for years, obviously, because they would drag us in as managers and like be like, never. Great point shaving story. Great Amazing. story. I, I tried to do a video on it at Yahoo a long time ago, and they're like, oh, we just don't think anyone cares. And it's like, yeah, no, you're right. Let's let Netflix make yeah, a documentary. Yeah, Netflix cares, yeah. <laughs> they made it way better than I would have anyway. So anyway, boys, appreciate it's a great you having if you, if, Yeah, yeah, if, yeah appreciate ahead. you. And if you want to catch up on ASU uh, basketball, watch that doc, Hoop Schemes. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it was great. I learned only, a lot. I was like, I didn't only, know this much about Arizona State basketball. It's the only documentary <laughs> anyone's making about an ASU basketball program. Let do me you, tell you that. So, uh, do you yeah. want us to find another Arizona? Do you do you enjoy being our Arizona State representative? Because anytime any <laughs> okay, yeah. all right, anytime anything happens to Arizona State, <laughs> you're the only guy in my life that's an Arizona State guy. So I'm just like, we, we got to get Schwartz's. Yeah. All right. All right. Comes with great all responsibility. Right. There you, right? go. you know. All right, all right boys. You, I buddy. appreciate y'all having me. Be well. Thanks, Later. Schwartz. At T-Mobile for Business, unconventional thinking means they see things differently so you can focus on what matters most. That's why they become the leader in 5G, number one in customer satisfaction, and a partner who includes 5G in every plan so you get it all. Unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for Business. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. 
Titus and Tate is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may or not be locally available in some areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, though. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. You can see all the people that have benefited from using BetterHelp. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash Tate. Join over the 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's betterhelp.com slash Tate. Back to Titus and Tate. All right, thanks to Zach coming on. Um, bold of him to do. Unlike Rutherford, who always complains every time we have him on when something bad happens in Louisville, Zach, Zach relishes it because he, he, he understands, he leans yeah, into he, it. He understands yeah. that Arizona State is frankly a joke <laughs> and, yeah no he, he gets that it's schadenfreude you know what i mean it's like you come on for people to laugh at your own misery like that that is that is what it's for it's uh, go 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 i forgot to plug whatever zach has going like honestly i, I don't even know what zach has going on half the time would you buckets, yeah, buckets, buckets is the yeah, digital yeah, show he he, he, yeah. we, he we used to work with him at the ringer by the way if you're new to the program and you're wondering who the hell is zach schwartz and why do we have him on all the time he was he's our good buddy from back in the day at the ringer and uh yeah, he he does a show with Josiah Johnson now, and and works for Wave TV, I think. So go go follow him on Twitter, check him out, and I don't know, and and, and troll him when Arizona State sports suck. Anyway, moving on, uh, let's get to to what I really want to talk about, Tate, which is uh, the fraud power rankings. Um, speaking of the, the the segue of Arizona State basketball into the fraud power rankings makes a lot of sense in my brain. So let's uh, let's go. Spoiler alert: Arizona State not on the fraud power rankings because uh, being a fraud. In order to be a fraud, you have to first like present yourself as something. Yeah, be you have something. to be something. Um, and yes. so Arizona State not on the list. I'm 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 gonna spoil that out of the gate. <laughs> not on the fraud power rankings. Uh, nice. By the way, the Ohio State Buckeyes also not on the fraud power rankings. All you haters out there that were that were licking your lips, expecting we won the game. I, Wow. I, I will say that I did consider it. I thought about it for a second. I was like, do, do I need to put the Buckeyes? <laughs> like, does the unbi do, do, does the Big J need to come out and like really observe this from a neutral point of view and put the Buckeyes on? And then I thought about it. I was like, no, we won the game. We won on the last second shot. It was a thrilling win. Who cares that it was against Akron? You know, a win's a win, baby. If anything, it was for yeah. the crowd. It, yeah, it was, it was for the people to have a great time. You guys were trying to yeah. put on a good show, so I, yeah. I think you're right. And also, also okay. I'm going to uh, very much contradict myself with everything I just said right there uh, very shortly, so get excited about that. Um, all right, fraud power rankings, number five on the list, uh, Jeff Capel. We're starting with Jeff Capel. Um, out of the gate, we got to talk about Jeff Capel because – this is year four of Jeff Capel. You, you, you have explained to the people the importance of year four, that year four <laughs> is no more excuses. This is, uh, this is your program. Expectations. Expectations. You built this. Yes. You have to wear this. Whatever happens is your responsibility. There's no more 
pointing fingers which way or another about Kevin Stallings left me this or yeah. whatever. These, These are, are your guys. guys. Uh, and yeah. Jeff Capel opens his year four season by losing by 15 points to the Citadel um, at home. Not what you want. Uh, also, in year four, Jeff Capel has had zero winning seasons. Now, I understand. He took over for Kevin Stallings. This was this was a very much a massive rebuilding project that 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 you know I think people any reasonable mind would give this man time and and a little bit of patience and 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 all that sort of thing. But zero winning seasons, Tate. I'm not going to kill him for that per se. What I am worried about, and this is why Jeff Capel's on the fraud power rank, is that you lose to the Citadel, and then this is a man who makes his money, who 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 has 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 his brand nationally as a guy who can recruit. This is this is how he 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 made his mark on the industry was like just dropping bags left and right, getting all the biggest recruits and yes, Blake, Blake Griffin. Griffin, um all the Duke guys he brought in. This this is what he's known for. Pitt's recruiting is a mess, Tate. They 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 had there, there's no hope on the horizon for Pitt basketball recruiting. There's not like it's not like Jeff Capel. It's not like next year he's got like three five stars coming in and they're gonna save Pitt basketball. Maybe he will. I don't know. Maybe he'll maybe something will happen between now and then and everything will be fine. But uh Jeff Capel has to be on the list, especially Tate with a Coach K farewell tour kicking off, and you got Coach K's disciples out here. You got Bobby Hurley and Jeff Capel out here just I don't know. Get it together. Get it together is what I would say. This is the time yeah. for for all of you to come together and and show your worth and honor Coach K by not sucking. And you're doing the opposite. And the the real, you know, there was always like this idea that Capel could sell the idea that he was going to be yes. the heir to Coach K. Right? That was that was always huge in his recruiting pitch. Right? You go to Pittsburgh, you play for the future Duke coach, basically. Now that that heir has been taking how out are of you his spelling heir? I feel You're like he has E R R O R or H E I R. How are you spelling? <laughs> well, there, there is air H E I R that he was to Coach K, and now the air. air that was in that balloon has been taken out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, regardless, both sides, uh, Coach Capel has no bill of goods to sell, um, and that is what he was selling. The the dream of it all has been taken away, and it honestly it sucks. Like I, I liked when Capel had the the dream of being Coach K's guy. I think he did all. You know, we, we joke about where the bodies were buried. Capel knew where they mm. were buried. And uh, it still didn't get him the job. You know, Shire still got the job. So um, he is on the hottest mm-hmm. seat right now. He's on a very, very hot seat. We did the hot or not. Capel should have been hot, hot, hot when we did that before. <laughs> Michael Scott playing the, the feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ding, yeah. Ding. <laughs> exactly. That is literally, that is Capel's oh seat God. right now. Uh, all right, Jeff Cable, number five, fraud power rankings. Oh, this is exciting. I, I'm in my element when I'm calling other people frauds. This is this like is the it. joy of being in the media is that uh, you just get to attack other mm. people and you don't actually have to <laughs> do it. And you go, what? I love the guy. <laughs> I actually, actually like, like the guy. That's my favorite, by the way, is uh, Tate. I've, I've picked up on this with Tate. That the kiss of death from Tate Frazier is him saying, and I like the guy. And then he goes on and on. I like him. I like Amani Bates. I actually like the guy. It's just, I think he's an absolute joke to the sport. I think he took 14 yeah. steps before he took that shot. Yeah. Uh, number four on the fraud power rankings this week. This is going to surprise some people, Tate. I don't know how many how many people are paying attention to this. Oral Roberts, number four on the fraud power rankings Ooh. because Oral Roberts opens the season. The the darling of the 2021 NCAA tournament, I, for those who might not remember, I'll, I'll say it again. I'll, I'll remind you till the end of time because I, I want to give Oral Roberts their proper credit for that run that they went on. They beat Florida 
a, a pretty good Florida, not a great Florida yeah. team, but they beat a, a pretty good Florida team. Um, they take Arkansas, who was a great basketball team last year. They give Arkansas all they could handle. Uh, I come away from Oral Roberts' run last season thinking that they 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 are right up there with the upper echelon of the SEC. Obviously, I mean, you beat Florida and you give Arkansas. It, it was absolute embarrassment for the SEC to let Oral Roberts do that too. Um, that's all everyone was talking about. Is Oral Roberts going to be good? That Kevin O'Banner yep. transfers. Max Aismas comes back though, and you're talking yourself into maybe Oral Roberts. Can pick up where they left off. They lose by 29 to, to open the season at Colorado yeah. State. 29 points. Colorado State won 109 to 80. They gave up 100. Like they, they were not good defensively at any point last season. They're not going to be good defensively this season. Um, but you can't lose by 29. Like like we, we talked about this in the, the preview about how relevant is Max Aceman's going to be, how relevant is Oral Roberts going to be. Is anybody going to watch any of their games, or, or was that just a moment in time that, that came and went, and now we'll forget that Max Aceman's even came back this season? Um, I think we're going to forget that Max Aceman's even came back. I think this is. I don't think anybody's going to watch a single Oral Roberts game, and I don't think they're going to make the tournament, and it's a shame because of such a great run that they went on last year. Yeah, I know. Like Colorado State, I had a friend of mine who's a Colorado State grad, and he was asking me the odds for Colorado State, and I think they were like a thousand to one to win the national championship. So it's not like Colorado State is Colorado State's like a world beater basketball program, you know what I mean? So to get blown out by them says yeah. something about this team. And Aismas is the classic. I mean, Curry got some coverage, but I mean, it was it was kind of over and done with. And I feel like he's on the same track with with his whole situation. I mean, maybe he has some like a Sports Center top ten game where he has like. 50 points or something, you know, but as far as just the coverage and the chance of them making the tournament, yeah, that's his, seems his, like we're far from we're the far only hope we have to get Max Aceman's back on the national radar is if he averages like 30 something a game, you know, and he's just and he has like yeah. a couple games in a row where it's like he scored 50 on one night and then like followed it up with a 46 point performance, and you're just yeah, and, and that might get me to, to pay attention, but otherwise, losing by 29 to open the season is rough, that's rough. That's not a yeah. That's not how you. That's, open a, that's a fraud. That's, that's a what fraud. It sounds like. That's fraudulent. That's fraudulent. It, make, it 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 almost. You know what it does? It almost reinforces that last year was the Mickey Mouse tournament, and that like last year almost shouldn't even count. You yeah. Just wipe it from the record books. I think I think mm-hmm. that's something to keep an eye on as Oral Roberts progresses this season. Poor Scott. <laughs> Poor Scott Drew <laughs> yeah, finally yeah. gets it done. Get rid of it. Never happened. Number three, fraud power rankings. John Rostein. Number three on the on nice. the fraud power ranking. I'm gonna tell you why. John Rostein on the mm-hmm. phone call. I, I shared this with the with the friends of the program last week. John Rostein on the our, our big uh, preseason phone call right going into the season that that I had with John. Uh, he I, I asked him what what's your hot take? What's your what's your opinion? You're feeling good about? And you know I wanted him to say, you know the example I provided was that I'm not sure Texas is a top five team. I think Texas is more in the ten to fifteen range is where mm-hmm. they should be. Um, and th- that's what I thought John was going to say. John said instead that he believed that Nebraska <laughs> and or Northwestern could crack. No, not even and or. He said and. Nebraska and Northwestern could crack into the top eight of the Big Ten. Fast forward to uh, opening night. Nebraska plays Western Illinois at home, Tate, and gets a big fat L. 75-74, they lose to Western Illinois at home to open the season. Nebraska cracking in the top eight, not happening in the Big Ten this year. That's fraudulent, John. Get it together. Quit, quit tweet, John. Yeah, quit, quit putting out your catchphrases and selling your merch and all that. We need you to lock in, John. We need you to 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 understand the landscape of Big Ten basketball. That Nebraska Northwestern have zero shot, no shot. 
And also put put on your journalist cap and stop believing the hype of the team telling yes. you the PR of the team telling you they're going to be good. I, I feel like that's where this is coming from. It sounds like Northwestern and Nebraska were very nice to John, gave him a lot of access, and uh, and have been very kind. So he is paying them back with the. the it's it's very Mel Kiper of him. This is what Mel Kiper used to do. He's like, if your program has a D end and you treat me right <laughs> and you you hook it up, he's going to be the number one D end on the board. You know what I mean? Like that. This feels very much like what John's doing, and that's not the the. John went and like saw the see. Nebraska facilities in the offseason and was just like, man, what an insane facility. This is this this facility is going to win the yeah, yeah. top eight. This, this, this top eight top facility eight to in me. the Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what he meant. Maybe he like cut out on the phone call and he's like, I think this is the year Northwestern and Nebraska's facilities yeah. can crack into the top eight. <laughs> Yeah, they're 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 actually top eight programs. They're not top eight teams, but they're top uh, eight programs. Moving on, number two uh, on the fraud power rankings list is a team that that knows the fraud power rankings very well, very intimate. It is a it is a staple in, in the fraud power rankings, and it is a uh, admittedly a little hypocritical that I said that Ohio State won the game and they don't belong on the fraud power rankings because they won. Uh, meanwhile, I'm putting the Houston Cougars mm. on my fraud power. We're, we're, we're starting where we left off, Tate. Houston Cougars, number two on the fraud power rankings. And I'm going to tell you why. Because unlike Ohio State, who, um, first of all, Akron is a much better team than Hofstra. So there's that. Number two, Ohio State was like winning the game for most of the game. And it was, you know, like they were kind of in the driver's seat. And then EJ Liddell fouled a jump shooter and... and Akron took the lead there. Like Akron, I don't know. Like Akron, I don't mean like we were <laughs> talking myself in circles. I love, I love, I love that Ohio State has like somehow found its way into the. In the I'm explaining the difference. I'm explaining why we're not frauds because <laughs> Akron's very good. Uh, no, the, the the difference was Houston was getting their ass absolutely handed to them on their home court the entire game, and they needed a miracle. They needed Hofstra to like just shit the bed down the stretch. Houston was down 13 with 8.30 to play against Hofstra at home to open the season. Coming off a Final Four season. Shout out to Speedy Claxton, by the way, the yep. head coach of Hofstra. That's Down, cool that, they, they ended up winning over. They forced overtime. They ended up winning um, all the tip of the cap. You won the game. That's why you're not number one on the fraud power rankings. I, I acknowledge the win. You pulled it out. But that but like it just it, this feels like we're headed down a familiar path with Houston basketball this year where they're going to win these these stupid games and you're going to look up and they're going to be ranked fifth in the country because they're like 17 and 0 and they've gone to overtime four times against teams that won't even sniff yeah. the NIT, much less the NCAA tournament. And then I'm supposed to believe that they're now a national title contender because of all this. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not buying into it. No, false. Your best, your best case scenario is that Oregon hands yeah. Houston a big, <laughs> big whopping L in the Maui Invitational, and, and that kind of sends the message. Dude, if Houston wins Maui, I'm so screwed. I'm so screwed. The 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 yeah. fraud. If if Houston wins the Maui Invitational, the fraud committee is going to really have to do some soul searching. We're gonna have to go. <laughs> We're going to have to yeah. go on a two-week retreat. You guys are going to have to call Condoleezza Rice. We're going to have to do a yeah. two-week retreat and really like circle the wagons and figure out how we're going to proceed. Uh, <laughs> but right now, Houston looked very fraudulent against Hofstra, pulled out the W. Congratulations. Hang the banner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we're on to you, Houston. We, we see where this is going. I, I've seen yeah, this story see before. Mm -hmm. And number one, oh, my God, this hurts. This really hurts. I cannot look the dog in the eye as I pull the trigger behind the woodshed here because, boy... This is this is like me shooting myself in the heart as much as it is shooting. I don't. I've lost track of the analogy here. Number one on the fraud power <laughs> ranking state, Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Fair. <sighs> yeah, it's tough, but uh, 
It's. I mean, it, it's. It's. It's been a. T- it's been a tough road to this point. I mean, Tony. We didn't want it. We. We in fact were arguing that he deserved yeah. more respect. He should have been ranked higher. Um, and it turns out that we were a little bit brazen. We were a little bit too emboldened. Yeah. And uh, Tony, I think, wants to teach his team a lesson this season. And uh, this is the first lesson. Um, and he lost to our troops uh, close to Veterans Great Day. Point. So I think it was more of a respectful Great point. Move. Great point. Um, so there there are spin zones to be made for why Tony just, did what he did. I mean, what we were talking about uh, the, the, the last the, the preview we did earlier this week, we were talking about Virginia and we said that the, the 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 PR of Virginia is 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 not great in the sense that the you, you got to start strong and you got to finish strong, Tate. And you're allowed to lose games in the middle. It's but but you, if if you come out of the gate hot, and and you don't choke in March, that's really all you need to get people to believe that you're like a great program. And that's that's really it. And Virginia yep. last year did neither of those things. They lose to San Francisco, then they lose to Ohio. Those are the bookends of their season, basically, as, as far as like the, the what people remember. No one remembers that they won the ACC. Nobody nobody remembers at all, in fact. Yep. Nobody remembers that Virginia was the best team and historically the best basketball conference that this country has. What we remember is that Ohio embarrassed them in Assembly Hall to end their season. And this is you know, the first time we had seen Virginia on a national stage like that since they won the national title, which like now you have people coming out of the woodwork. And this is this is the reason I hate this. This is the reason I hate that Virginia has found themselves in this position by, by opening this season now, losing the Navy, is that you're going to get more and more people going back to 2019 and pointing out how fluky that was and how Diakite's shot doesn't fall. We're right. Like Tony Bennett was one shot away like five different times, really. DeAndre Hunter's shot doesn't fall. Kyle Kai's free throws don't fall. Like, if he doesn't get that call against Auburn, you're going to get people to just start pointing to that entire yep. run and saying they were one snap of the finger away from Tony Bennett being on the hot seat. They're, you know, he wasn't going to be on the hot seat. But, like, that's that's where, like, you, you see this going. Oh, yeah. It's like, Virginia, it would be an absolute disaster if, if not for that one national title. They're going to, yeah, but that one national title away. I don't like where this is going, but I have to do my job as a journalist and say that that, that Tony, we need more, man. Like this is this is the point, I guess, is that like we're fighting a bigger war here than just uh, winning basketball games. We're trying to win PR battles, and you can't open a season after losing to a 13 seed. You can't now open a season by losing to Navy on your home court, where you scored 10 in, in the final 10 minutes. They scored like two points until Armand Franklin hits a shot down yeah. like with 10 seconds left. Um, that that you, 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 we we can't do that. That that is that is devastating to the PR battle we're trying to fight here. And I'm worried that the nine the 2019 titles just people are just going to start chipping away at it as time goes on. And I don't like that one bit because that was God's plan, baby. No. Yeah, it, it does feel like Tony Bennett has a little bit of a good guy angle to him. And I think that you talk about the PR of it all. He The reason why I call him the Dean Smith of this generation is because Dean Smith never did a really good job of like helping his own PR for, you know, a lot of people are like he chokes yes. on the big in the big games. You know, he does, you know, he, his teams has all the talent, but he actually, you know, detracts from his talent and all that sort of stuff. And I think Tony has like a little bit of that Dean Smith quality to him where even if things are going all great and we know he is this amazing coach and has created this great program he's still going to lose some of these pr games and uh i think they're going to be fine obviously you know they did not look great against navy but i think they're going to figure it out by the time to get the acc play but like you said people are already yes. over them at that point and they, they already have said that they are not the, yeah the only, it doesn't matter the, exactly so he's already lost the only hope battle. that virginia yeah. has in winning back america this year is beating duke and beating them handily and they, and they, never, they never do, do that. that that's yeah. the problem because like even if you beat 
Carolina at this point that no no one like yeah They'll but Carolina, Carolina like at, at this yeah. moment in time Carolina's not moving the needle because you guys sucked last year you got a new coach no you know I know you think Carolina's gonna be good we, we respect yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah. just saying in terms of like yeah. we look great congratulations by the way. hang the banner you won one game I I I I'm I'm with you but I'm saying <laughs> uh, undefeated no, Huber Davis no I agree I agree. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, when Virginia beats Carolina, it's not like people are going to be like, oh, I must have, I was wrong about Virginia. They're they're obviously very good, you know? Yeah. No, no, you're right. I mean, they, they don't have many PR games ahead that can win this season back. And that that's really unfortunate. And I had a lot of people reach out to me about that Navy. Like, somehow a lot of people that are, you know, I would call peripheral college basketball fans saw this loss or saw it on the bottom line, and they're like, hey, what's yeah. going on with Virginia? Yes. You know what I mean? It, it was one of those games, and I think that's why Tony's got to be number one. I think it's, it's a, a very fair number, fair one, number one, and one I hate ranking. doing it. Uh, that doesn't mean he's number one the entire season. But right now, yeah, we got we got to figure something out in Charlottesville. We got to figure something out. So. Yeah, uh, there you go. There's, those are the fraud power rankings. Tony Bennett starts out at number one. That's uh, I like it. God, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it does hurt. It does hurt the heart. I mean, especially because 2019 to me feels like both not that long ago and an entire century ago. You know yeah. what I mean? Like as far as like how how much things have changed seismically, not only in the culture, but just right. in, in college basketball. Everything. Everything has changed a lot since 2019. And it feels very far removed from that. And that's what also hurts Tony. You know what I mean? I mean, Ty Jerome's on the Thunder, right? I mean, Kyle Guy's on the Cavs. Like, they, they, these guys are – it just feels so far removed it really does. From, from that time, even though it's only, only two it or three It feels like years. forever ago. And that's – again, there, there's a PR battle being fought with Virginia basketball. And as you said, Tony has no interest in fighting it. And I like there, there aren't a lot of people in the media that have an interest in fighting it. I I was interested in fighting it, but when you lose the Navy like this, it's like, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You heard heard us us, like as your soldiers, as your, as as your boots on the ground. And, Let's let's just be honest, Titus. You and I were scorned by UNBC. I mean, we we you, talk, you, you th- we obviously did with God's plan year, but Dude. the year before 2018, we were. I mean, you was that was the we worst both, loss. Like we we that was the Virginia. worst loss of my yeah. professional career was Virginia losing to UNBC. Like in terms of like, well, it yes, broke our brain. I, I stepped it back. Really it broke. It broke. It broke. I stepped my back, brain. and I was like, yeah. I'm wrong about everything. I like this is. I've never been more sure of anything than that Virginia is going to win a national title under Tony Bennett, and now. They just lost to a 16 seed by 20. <laughs> I had like no got idea blown what... out by him. I mean, it was it was shocking. Yeah. And then they were all coming back. They went on this you know whitewater yeah. rapids trip you know together. And then you know is that what we need? We do, do we need to take Tony on a whitewater rapids trip again and and, and figure it out? I don't know. But the, the problem too is like 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 my sources for for get for believing in Tony Bennett is basically like. Kyle Guy. It's Kyle Guy and Chris Long. Like, I would ask those guys, like, why should I believe in Tony? Like, why should I yeah. not bail on Tony? Kyle is always going to believe in Tony, no matter what happens. You know what I mean? Like, like he's he's obviously yeah. biased in the same way I would be if you asked me about that. Like, when Thad Mata was about to get fired at Ohio State, I was like, this is the worst decision the school has ever made. What are you doing? Because that's how it works. And I understand it, so I'm not, like, saying Kyle's wrong. I'm just saying it makes it hard from my perspective because, like, I don't, I don't know – what I don't know how to feel about Tony is what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I need like a level-headed person to step mm. in and be like, here's here's how we're going to fix this. Here's how Virginia. And all Kyle will say is just like, he's Tony Bennett. He's going to figure it out. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, I, I, I believe you. 
but I want to believe you more. <laughs> I like it. I believe you. But uh, yeah, but can you at least give me something? Like, give me give me something to hang my hat on here because you saying he's going to figure it out yeah, is not yeah, it right yeah. now. Yeah. I, I want to believe so badly, but I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Uh, shout outs, closeouts. What do we got? Let's wrap this thing up. Yes, Titus, starting with uh, Leonard Hamilton in Florida State. I, I don't know if you saw this game. I mean, a lot of people weren't really tuned into Florida State, but this is a team that I'm high on. I, I think they have a lot of talent. And then I watched their game, and you and I always talk about the airport test. If you have not seen this Florida State team, they passed the test uh, with flying colors. I mean, they are going to be absolutely incredible. And, and a more fun so watch. Than, so there you go. First shout out to Leonard no, Hamilton. Not more so than when Johnny Isaac was playing the three for him. That can't that that's like the all time when no. they had Ojo and and Johnny Isaac and like like yeah. that team was like the yeah. the goddamn monsters. You looked out at that team, you're like, why are they? They're bigger than ever. They're a foot taller than everybody. Yeah. Kumaji, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they 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 had a ridiculous team. I mean, it, it might not be on that level, but there is. They have a seven foot four guy from Europe that's on the way. <laughs> by the way, so uh, where is Leonard? They don't stop. I swear to God, Leonard Hamilton has a database. Leonard Hamilton, like he he yes. is paying some recruiting service an absurd amount of money to like keep a, some recruits on the to skim recruits off the top, throw them over to this other database that no one else has access to. <laughs> <laughs> and he like logs onto it and just cracks his knuckles and he's like, "All right, so let's find the seven four dude from Europe. Got him. Yes, you, you come on, yeah. come on down, buddy." Copravitza or whatever, yes. yeah, like yeah, come on over and play for us. Ojo yeah. and Kumaji and yeah, I I don't understand where these where these guys come from, but uh, Leonard Hamilton's got to figure it figured out. Good on him. Uh, my my first shout out I want to give is uh Travion Williams. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk that back. Not to Travion Williams. I want to shout out the McDonald's Ooh. on campus at Purdue because uh the McDonald's that you know Tate as being famous for the place where yeah. Purdue Pete got arrested. Remember that story? <laughs> you remember that story? Yeah, I love that story. Per- yeah, that was a great story. Per- yeah. Purdue Pete gets arrested at McDonald's at Purdue. <laughs> Apparently, the exact same McDonald's, Travion Williams, uh, just got into an altercation with with one of the workers at the McDonald's, and there's like, uh, I don't, I don't know, was he arrested or not arrested? We're trying to figure out what the hell happened here. This is public. Like, this isn't. I'm not scooping this. This is. I, I came across as a uh, this article talk, talking about Travion Williams. Uh, did not, did not like how his fries were cooked. Apparently, he got into it with the. <laughs> was he actually? I, I should probably well, look this up. Was he actually arrested? I don't think he I, was. I, I just can't. I just can't believe that like we've had so many McDonald's stories, right? That remember because it was like the recruits were getting paid out of McDonald's bags that were at Tennessee football, right? That was like the story, and then also Purdue P get arrested at McDonald's. There was like a week that we had just straight mcdonald's storylines yes. in college here's, sports. here's the story so the, the 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 statement released by purdue said this the purdue athletic department was made aware of an incident involving student travion williams on the night of october 21st the alleged incident was reviewed by law enforcement campus officials and the athletics department travion is an outstanding representative of this university and it's unfortunate that he has to address accusations made that do not have merit and are unfounded there we go we consider the matter closed mm. so there you go nothing happened he just, uh, you know, he probably sent some food back, and he was like, "This is, this is," or he probably was like, "I don't know, it is a, it's a McDonald's on campus." I'm sure, like, he waited an hour for his McNuggets and fries or something. It was just like, "What the hell are we doing here?" He maybe he was criticizing the uh, the 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 supply chain. <laughs> What's wrong with the supply right? chain? He's he shaking his fist a, to sky. Yeah, he, yeah, he's making a commentary. He's making social commentary. <laughs> 
I mean, I, are you worried about Purdue now? Like, is this a red flag? Like, are, are we immediately, are we, are we eyes emoji looking at Purdue? Because because this is how it starts. This is like the first domino of like off the field, off the court stories. You I know. know. It well, this is, and, this is per- Purdue, Purdue, every Purdue fan I know uh, knows that the expectations that have been placed on Purdue basketball are a death sentence. That like it's, it's, it's inevitable that something's going to yeah. go wrong at some point this season. So I think they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And, and, because of that, I am also waiting for the other shoe to drop. That that at some point, I am going to jump off the Purdue bandwagon. This is not it. This is not what's making me jump mm. off the bandwagon. I'm I'm still fine. Okay. I still believe in Purdue. Okay. Um. But yeah, the matter's closed. It, it, you know, the, he didn't get arrested. He didn't. If, if if like the exact same thing happened to Purdue, Pete happened to Trayvon Williams, I'd be a little concerned. But I think it's fine. I was just pointing yeah. out that that there's something going on at this Purdue McDonald's where. <laughs> Yeah, no. The, this Purdue McDonald's has too much power. <laughs> too much power. You know what I mean? Like they, they obviously they they run campus and they're getting an attitude about it, and they're they're it's an uproar. We gotta go. We gotta go there and do our own research. Like see what's happening. In this it McDonald's. is in the Maybe news a lot. People. We'll put it that way. So there you go. Any other shout outs you got? It feels very much like this. It, well, it feels like very much like the Seinfeld soup situation. No soup for you. So like they're not giving fries out uh, if if you're not really falling in line. Um, I wanted to shout out, shout out uh, or at least like give you the heads up that I was in a room last night with uh, Roy Williams. Of course, he he is the ambassador of this Asheville championship. This is his tournament. He's from the mountains of North Carolina. So I'm like his media consigliere because he doesn't want to do media stuff. But in the room last night, Rick Stansberry, the ultimate bad guy, Roy Williams, the ultimate good guy. Um, they, they are obviously on different different sides of the bag spectrum. Um, and uh, when Roy was leaving last night, Rick Stansberry was like trying to get a picture with Roy Williams and uh, and, and Roy got out of there scat free. You know what I mean? Like he he was he gave the white wave, you know, he's like, oh, I would, you know, I would. But I, I got to get out of here. But I, all I could think about was that like that picture going viral because it would make right. zero sense. Right. Like right. those two in a picture together, especially uh, in retirement. But uh, Rick Stansberry, he was introduced as the best coach you never heard of. And he took it personally. <laughs> Uh, he was like, what the fuck? Like he, like, he was like, what? He's like, you better have heard of me. I'm Rick Stansberry. Um, so bad guys, good guys. College basketball is here. It's back. Um, and uh, so I just want to shout out to the coaches, right? I mean, you and I do that segment, and it is funny. Like, there are two sides of the coin in college. Even though everyone's walking the same fine line, you know what I mean? There's yeah. like... Well, you got to be careful. You got to be careful because that that is the move now on the internet is just to to tweet pictures of people with other people to say like you're yeah and then and then say your friends friends. yeah yeah yeah. exactly you're in the same room as this person yeah we go way back (laughs) that's the move explain this and you're like what Roy dodged it he got he got out of there he was like oh I'll I'll see I'll see you on Sunday good job Roy. (laughs) Master, masterful work. Avoid, avoid the bad guys. Uh, I want to yeah. shout out uh, uh, to speaking of guys being on the opposite spectrum. I want to shout out Brad Davison and Bo Borowski, who we, we've covered their rivalry before. We're going to cover it again on the show. But uh, they, they, Bo Borowski did not do Wisconsin's game. Um, but, but I want to shout them out for separate reasons. Number one, we'll start with Brad Davison. Uh, got uh, got a flop warning, Tate. Eleven minutes and eleven with eleven minutes and eleven seconds left in the first half. You brought up Tony Bennett losing to Navy right around Veterans Day yep. for, for the troops. Brad Davison gets a flop warning with 11-11 on the clock. And I have to ask you, is this is the right around Veterans Day, is, is, was that the play? Was that, was that going through Brad Davison's mm-hmm. minus? I saw a lot of people ripping him for it, saying, you know, this is the, it, it, we're, we're, we're eight minutes into the season and he's already getting flop warnings. And, and I saw the bigger picture, which is that Brad Davison respects the troops in a way that no one else does and wanted to 
pause the game with 11-11 to play and uh, have everyone take a, take a moment and, and think about everything as, as he was flopping. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see that. I see that. I also see it, you know, from uh, the perspective of let's all make a wish. And our wish was granted. We wanted this. We wanted him to get called out for flopping <laughs> as soon as possible and and wish come true because he delivers the goods the man does not miss like miss, if you just no. show buzz cut brad he does not miss like any opportunity to prove to you he is who you thought he was brad davison is also, there he will get you know the job like, done 11 11 you know how you, guys like like athletes will take an off season to reinvent themselves and come back and like have a different skill set mm. a different a, they're, they're, you know they're gonna pass more they're gonna work on their jump shot or or you know we're, i'm gonna try to be more aggressive with with my offensive rebounding this this season i did something and I need to be, but whatever. Yeah. Brad Davison does not reinvent himself. Brad Davison is, <laughs> he is who we thought he was. <laughs> he is who we thought he was. Yes. In the words of the late Denny Greed, they are who we thought they were. That is Brad Davison. We love him for it. You know exactly what you're getting out of Brad at every every single time you watch him play. Uh, on the other side of the coin, Bo Borowski. Shout out to him because Bo Borowski called the, the mm. Michigan-Buffalo game, which I watched all of it, and... Uh, we we Michigan fans we know we'll we'll talk about it later. We don't need to like I don't I, you know the the Michigan's not going to suck Tate. Is that what you want me to say? All right, you want me to say Caleb Houston's yeah. like good. They look like a. Like, is that what you I, want me to say? I'll say it. I, right? I think I think Michigan's a Final Four team, right? Let's just I, go ahead and get that out of the way. Michigan looks like a Final Four I, team hate hunter dickinson so much but i also understand that he wants me to hate him so i want to not hate him but then him wanting me to hate yeah. him makes me hate him more to where i can't contain my hatred for him because this man is like <laughs> it is it is it is unfathomable how many boxes he checks on like the, the hatred w- wish list of like what you want out of a college basketball player to hate yeah. oh my god Oh my God! He, he it, a dude dude on Buffalo takes a charge and he's laying there and the guy's just trying to get up. He takes a charge on Dickinson. Dickinson's just laying on top of him, and then the dude's like, uh, "Hey, you massive oaf of a human being! Can you please get off of me?" And like kind of pushes him, and then Dickinson is the victim who like acts like you know. It, 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 <laughs> he's like, "Bro, I was just no, I was he, just laying on you. Like, what? I can't lay on you." And it's like, "No, you literally can't lay. Like, what is going on here? I'm losing my mind." But then I also realize this is what he wants. He's trying to get a rise out of me. So yes. like I'm trying to like and he's also trying to get in the head of his opponent. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, you he got so your head. You're like, damn it. And then I'm watching Dickinson play and I'm like, this guy is is a poor man, Mitch McGarry. Like he's not that good. But then also like he finishes the game with twenty whatever points and however many rebounds and he's the player of the game. And I'm like, I also understand that like he is good, but he's not good, and I I'm, I'm gonna prove it. Like that is that is I cannot wait for the week where I get to put Hunter Dickinson on the fraud power rankings. I just want to say that. But I gotta like I, I can't do it yet, yeah. and that's what's so frustrating. I know he wants me to hate him, and I know that he's not good, but he is good. But he's he's hateable, but he wants to be hated. It's like the dude is breaking my brain. I'm 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 in a funk, and I I ugh. anyway. Back to Bo Borowski. Uh Bo Borowski in in this game, <laughs> Tate, he called three double technicals. The maybe not him, but the the. Are you the serious? Boborowski crew wow. called three three different instances where they busted <laughs> out the double technical in Buffalo, Michigan, and uh, the double technical is the most cowardly move by a ref that that could possibly is. exist. And Boborowski went to that well three times, so shout out to him for that. 
It's like offsetting penalties. It's like, what's even the point of telling us? Like, if it's going to offset and nothing's affected, and we're just basically yes. going to replay the down, like, don't even, don't even waste my time with this. And that, that is the 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 double text is the same theory. It's like no one gets any benefit from this. Both sides are, I guess, like it's basically like getting a slap. Yes. On, it's the definition of getting yes. a slap on the wrist without even slapping the wrist. You know what I mean? It's just and so it's never, dumb and pointless. And it's for the refs. It's for Borowski to be on TV or Teddy to be on TV. And it's never even either. Like the offsetting penalties is always a case where like a guy grabbed the quarterback by the face mask and broke his neck, like ripping the face mask around and, yeah. and turning his face all the way 180 degrees. But then also there was yep. a slight illegal motion on the offense. So those are offsetting penalties. And it's like, how is that? Those shouldn't yeah. be equal. Illegal shift. Also roughing the passer, <laughs> offsetting penalties. Ball will be spotted at the 30. <laughs> Your quarterback is broken in half, but also your wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, you, you have your back. You have your backup quarterback in now, but all setting. But penalties. also your wide receiver twitched right before the ball was snapped. So uh, you know, fair's fair. We gotta. <laughs> yeah, that's on you we guys. All set. <laughs> Get it uh, together. I think that's it. I don't. I don't know. What, oh, shout out to uh, OU Ohio University beat uh, my dad's Belmont Bruins to open the season. Shout out to the Mac in general, dude. Yep. The Mac looks good. Like Akron gave Ohio State all they could handle. Northern Illinois wins at Washington. Buffalo did. Buffalo played well at Michigan. I don't think it was like I didn't. I wasn't thinking Buffalo was ever going to win, but Buffalo like hung around against Michigan. That was a that was a pretty good game. I don't know. The the, the Pac twelve was uh, Miami Ohio beat Georgia Tech too. So and then OU yep. beats the the snot out of Belmont, who uh, you know Belmont was a team that was. That, that could theoretically be ranked that's supposed, yeah, to, be supposed something. to be something at some point yeah. this year so uh shout out to the mac in general the mac is is the mac better than the acc people are saying tate <laughs> <laughs> i will i will say it's it definitely better than the pac-12 according to the internet the internet is the internet calm down on the pac-12 stop stop yelling at the pac-12 stop being mean to the pac-12 stop grouping them in together lumping them in together i hope that my final thing is that i hope that ucla shows some some you know they, they show something yeah. tonight right they show the world that hey we are here we are legit um if you come to Pauly, it's going to be loud it's going to be a tough environment and i saw jay billis is there i mean the whole college basketball basketball universe right that they are coming there to try to make this a state i do love UCLA. so i hope johnny hami Hawkes, they make i do it love that it tips off at 11 30 i understand people on the east coast are, are not going to watch and and whatever but the, the, the ucla needs this like you ucl for pac-12 basketball to be back for real you got to start calling the shots with the tv stuff and and it's it, it go it cuts both ways because like you gotta you gotta play at a time where the rest of the country can watch and see how good you are and i get that argument but also when when you're kowtowing to the rest of the country and UCLA is tipping off at like 5:30 local time, and traffic's a mess and no one's coming to the games and and th- th- yeah. that creates a problem too. You need to be for UCLA to be good. They, they tipping off at 8:30 local time. They're saying pack Pauly, let's go nuts. This is the huge game. This is a because yep. honestly, whether you yep. watch or not, if you wake up tomorrow on the East Coast and you see that UCLA beat Villanova by 10 plus. That has your attention. You don't even have to watch a second of the game. Absolutely. If you just see the score, that has your attention. Um, I, I nothing against Villanova. I'm cheering for UCLA for that reason. Just for the the that would be great for college basketball to have like a legitimate West Coast presence where UCLA and Gonzaga prove that they should be the top two teams in the country. Um, would be awesome. But I don't. Know, it's going to be a shootout, dude. Both these teams. I couldn't believe like the over under is like 138. I want to say in this game, which seemed crazy low to me. Yeah. Because I like both both these teams sucked at defense seem, it, last year and have incredible offense. So I don't I don't know. This is this is a 
This is a stay away tape. This, this is but you, stay- you know. <laughs> well, I know. I was gonna say, you know, that Vegas knows something that we don't know. I also just love the idea. They're like, I think the Warriors have convinced the East Coast that you know it, it's kind of like a choice. You can stay up and enjoy the show, right? Or you can, like you said, you can see the highlights in the morning. And either way, it kind of is like an understood thing. And I think if UCLA can lean into that and have that same sort of like, this is what West Coast primetime looks like, and we get to dictate our terms of primetime. It's a W for yeah. everybody, and it creates an atmosphere. The biggest problem with Pauly was that it is the place that should have an atmosphere. I mean, you talk about 11 banners and all this sort of stuff, and but they need to play it past 730. Yeah. They need to tip at a normal primetime tip, and now they finally get that on yeah. the West Coast. No, so, for real. That, this is a that's major a legitimate win. thing, man. Yeah. Like when, the, when they were tipping off, when they tip off at 6 local time, it's impossible to get like the tra- I, I don't know. It's I'm not breaking any news here. Traffic no, is bad is in L.A., and like people no, yeah. do want to go to those games. But you, I don't know if, if you're getting off work at five and trying to you do the risk yeah. reward of it all. You're like, I'll just I, I'm not going to get off until yeah. six. So I might as yeah. well just go to a bar and, and watch yeah. from there. So yeah. hopefully it's rocking tonight. Hopefully it's awesome. Also, shout out to the United States men's national team playing Mexico tonight. <laughs> need the W. Nice. Need, I, it, this is we need it. This is this is huge. I, I absolutely hate the Mexican soccer team and I want to beat their brains in and uh I, I hope we destroy them because this is uh this is very important unless we lose if we lose then I never cared about it and soccer stupid and I I don't care anyway so yeah that's that yeah I mean Concacaf is always us in Mexico uh, we all remember what happened in 2018 with Trinidad and Tobago so this is like a a big moment for soccer in the United States in general I feel like we need a moment of like we're all back in you know what I mean so. Make it happen. We got to beat Mexico. Got to happen. Beat Mexico. Uh, All right. That's the show. Thanks to Zach Schwartz coming on and uh, letting us drink your tears. Uh, Shout out to uh, Arizona State fans (laughs) everywhere that. uh that's so good, dude. <laughs> Shout out to Herb Sindek. Shout out, I hope, yeah. Oh, Coach Sindek. You got, you got Arizona State people clamoring for Herb Sindek to come back to Arizona State. That's a huge W for Herb. Huge W. It, huge. huge W. Uh, all right. NC State fans would Enjoy never. the weekend. Two two <laughs> massive college basketball games. Texas at Gonzaga, UCLA, Villanova. Um, exciting times to be a college basketball fan. Can't wait to talk about it next week. See you guys.